back on the Exit 52 podcast. It's a Tuesday night, March 21st, 7.46 p.m. My name is Jake Luke, running the three-man weave here with Barstool RDT, with Barstool Banks. Gentlemen, how's it going tonight? I was going to let the World Baseball Classic guy take over. I mean, it's your night. It's your night. What a gentleman. It's good. It's going good. Uh, Trey Turner with another tater to put the USA up one nothing. So by the time you're listening to this, you'll know if the USA are champions or not. Um, I'm good though. How about you guys? The vibes are all right. We got four seasons or uh, four seasons, four weeks left to, to tax season. I'm just trying to get through it, but delay at the end of the tunnels near opening days coming. Masters is coming. Mm-hmm. We're in the throes of the NCAA tournament. We got the match play this weekend. There's a lot to be excited about. It's a great time to be a sports fan right now. So, I did I yeah. say it? Last, I can't remember if I said it on here last week, but I didn't realize the first round of the Masters is Orioles opening day. Correct? Cameron yes. Yards opening correct. day. Yep, that's correct. Ooh, that is going to be a day. That will be a fun day. And then the night before is the season premiere of Dave. Mm, that's of all the things that we just mentioned there the season premiere of dave season three is absolutely massive so we're excited about that i got to go back and watch season two because it lost me a little bit there but uh i'll, I'll get around mm-hmm. to it uh that's oh, so good you didn't finish it no i got so i it's interesting i started when it first came out i think you and i were talking about it actually when it first came out i watched the first episode, I was like, okay, this is, you know, they're going for a little bit of a safety thing with this first episode. Pretty good. Then it started to get a little weird and I fell off. Then I went back to it like a few months ago when I got halfway through it. I was like, okay, this is like not as bad as I remember it. It's okay. And I just never finished it. So I got to finish it. It ends really well. It's, it's all, they wrap it. It's like they knew that the first couple episodes were kind of trash and it was like they really put everything into the last. They, they close it out strong. We'll say that. So it's a just wait situation. When somebody's like, man, you yeah, know, I yeah, tried yeah. to watch the show the first couple seasons. I they're know. like, oh, dude, you just got to get through the first like three seasons. Just wait. It's going to get amazing. So it's kind of like that, which is fine. That's okay, though. I'll, I'll get back around to it. But I don't think it was great, but it wasn't terrible at the end. It got better as the season went on. And so we're right about that. I'm, but, I'm yeah, in a situation was, with those guys where season one. Yeah, I was more excited for season two than I am about season three. Yeah, I'm I'm in a situation where I'm willing to give creators that I like a pass. You know, I like Little Dicky, I like Andrew Santino, all those guys. So, I'll, you know, I'll get back around to it, and uh, it's worth my time. We mentioned something there that I kind of just want to impromptu hit on, but is this the best time of the year to be a sports fan? In my opinion, yes. I think so. Major think, season starting up, baseball I, starting up. You got the NFL draft if you're so inclined. You know, a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on. March Madness. I think it's by, by far the best, like for everything you named. Like we just talked about the one week coming, you know, in a couple of weeks coming up where it's like, oh, we have the Masters in opening day. And I guess March Madness will wrap up earlier that week. It's just, I mean, that's that's great. And then, like you said, the draft and everything coming up soon. And then again, then we're getting into NFL or uh, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, all that stuff wrapping up. Um, yeah, I think it's a perfect time. The weather is getting good. Everyone's in the mood. So. Yeah, it's, it's the perfect time for a sports fan. I think there's a case to be made for early May. You get the Kentucky Derby. You get always some big-time fight in that first week. You've got, like you said, the the playoffs for NHL and NBA. Um, sometimes the NFL draft kind of leaks into that. Um, they've been doing it the last week of April a little bit. But it's also NFL schedule season in early May. 
So schedule release uh, of the schedule release, of course. <laughs> so it's one of my favorite favorite weeks of the year. The uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I like it, it's always is kind of like a joke to me and everything and all that kind of stuff. But last year, Bobby, uh, friend of the show, Bobby Trossett, actually had a nice little party for the NFL schedule release, and he had me and Spenny and a bunch of listeners and stuff. Uh, it is uh, his studio over there in Fells Point. We had a, we had a great time live streaming, breaking down the schedule, uh, getting about as serious as I've probably ever been with a schedule release breakdown, and that was fun. So maybe you know, Bobby, do it again. I'll be there, looking forward to the schedule release big time. And I know you're always all over that banks because you get to flex those uh, insider muscles a little bit. It's really not as uh, difficult to put together as people think it is. Like it takes some help with some people who have some feel and understanding of what's going on. But if you really want to try hard enough, you can, you could probably go for it. So maybe RDT is going <laughs> to swoop in there and try to try to steal your shine this year. I really hope that does happen for the podcast sake. It feels like that will be a good storyline. Who can, who can get it first? <laughs> As he's just completely just captivated by the, the the WBC there, which I wouldn't watch if it was in my backyard, but that's well, okay. Mullins, Mullins, Mullins just got rung up on a ball that was outside, so. Mm, okay. Daddy is All right. Okay. Robot umps. Are they doing robot umps? No, they should. Okay. But, yeah. clowns? I don't know. I kind of like the human element of the... Uh, the cowboy Joe West and the guys that uh, the guys that really like to inject their personality into it. That's kind of my my thing. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's enough rambling there, I guess, gentlemen. The sports scene. I mentioned how great it is this time of year, but for Baltimore sports fans, kind of an interesting time right now. We had obviously the Terrapins go down to the Alabama Crimson Tide in the second round of March Madness game that kind of really came around pretty quickly. Like the day it happened, I, I don't even know if I was like sure <laughs> that they were going to be playing that day. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, they are playing tonight. Uh, so yeah, they go down to Brandon Miller and the Alabama Crimson Tide in a game where Maryland kept it close in the first half, but it really got away from them in the second there. RDT, what was kind of your takeaway watching that game on Saturday night? Was it? Yes. Oh, Saturday night, like a 10.06 tip-off or whatever, scheduled for 9.40. They literally went the longest in-between games you could play if you played on Thursday. They had the first game of the very, you know, the tournament, very first game on Thursday, and then turn around, and they're playing at 10.06 on Saturday night. I'll be honest. I've, I went to bed at halftime. They were at 5. I was like, good <laughs> enough for me. We'll see. We'll see how this ends. I mean, there was a, there was a stretch where it was 12 to 10 Terps for, like, it seemed like 15 minutes. Like no, there was a lid on the basket. Nobody could do anything. Um, and then again, Alabama got hot. The Terps ended hot. You know, again, going down five. Um, it just didn't seem like they had the fire, the firepower. You know, which again, I mean, Alabama. Actually, so Alabama's the number one team in the country. They're very, very good. They're awesome. Like they're, you know, Brandon Miller is really good. Say whatever you want on him in the situation. He's a very talented basketball player. Um, Again, like, am I mad that they lost Alabama? No, because again, this is, they, they, I mean, they had a great game. I, it's funny too, because like after the uh, the West Virginia game, I'm like, what a great game! That was awesome. It's going to be tough to beat this. And then 13 minutes later, Furman has the 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 absolute unreal game against Virginia, and it's like, okay, well, now you know, now the Terps game is kind of in the backseat. Um, again, I mean, they, they you know they 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 won an NCAA game in a season where nobody thought. They would make tournament, be ranked. You know, they, they had all this stuff. Today, I think, is the one-year anniversary of them hi hiring Kevin Willard. And I saw a graphic that was like he was the first rookie coach to, you know, 
make the NCAA tournament, be ranked, and and something else. I forget what it was. Maybe win a game in the tournament. Um, it, it was a season that I don't think any of us thought they would make it this far. I'm, I'm, I was perfectly fine with them, you know, winning one game in the tournament and then bowing out to the number one overall seed, and where they basically had a home game. You know, I think it was it was fun. Um, next year is going to be really fun. Thanks, you had a good tweet about you know bringing in the Crutes and you know. Like we, we talked about it with the Orioles for years, but again, the future is bright for the Terps. Um, I think it's very easy to see that. It'll get very, it'll get even easier if they can bring back, you know, a guy like Jameer Young, and and you know, if Dante wants to stay for a year, I know he's kind of. My friends are really down on Dante Scott. I'm a kind of mixed on him, but um, again, I, I the game, the game was whatever. It's kind of what I expected. They didn't get shot to death like they did uh, last time they played Alabama with all those three pointers. So that wasn't the annoying part, but. Uh, Again, overall, a great season. The game on Thursday was unbelievable. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. So I'm I'm happy with this season as a Terps fan. Thanks. I think you can definitely say Kevin Willard exceeded expectations this year. I think a lot of people were down on that higher when it happened. I really didn't know what to make of it. What do you think uh, moving forward? What are the expectations for this program? Uh, he did like kind of raise the bar a little higher than we thought because I don't think anybody expected this team to make the tournament in year one. I think around a 32 performance is maybe what we could have hoped the most for in year two when he got some of his guys in and got the momentum going. So we're kind of ahead of schedule in that period where we're trying to figure out where the ceiling is. And he's, I mean, he used mostly players from the portal with a mix of Turgeon's guys to get us here. So I think what we're, what I'm most excited about, what the fan base is most excited about is that he had a group of players and he kind of built a strategy and approach around the talents of those players and got the most out of them. Whereas I, I feel as though Turgeon probably recruited well, but had guys underachieve or they just didn't mesh well, or um, they faded down the stretch, all kinds of different things that are just frustrating to a fan base that got really stale. And we don't need to relitigate all of that, but I think it says a lot that the building was re-energized all season the 10 and 0 mark in the big 10 really shows that um so it's just reinvigorating for sure and this this kid uh, i don't want to botch his name it's like deshaun harris something it's a it's a hyphen name he would have been a great pick in the hyphen draft in a mm. few years um he's supposed to be one of the best wow. recruits we've gotten in a long time and i think he's already I mean, he was talking about the portal before they had even played Alabama. And so I know his guys are kind of scouting and, and figuring out what that next move is. I think they could use a little bit of everything on next year's team to kind of supplement what they have moving forward. So, um, yeah, I mean, Saturday night was frustrating, but um, it was easy to be frustrated about and throw your hands up in the air and be mad about getting – you know, smoked by 23 points there by the end or whatever it was. Um, but you got to look at the big picture as a big win against a somewhat of a rival school that we all love to hate on Thursday. And uh, I think that, that that's the kind of win you can hang your hat on. So um, as for the game itself, uh, I mean, we came out of the gates and mucked it up as best as we could, which is what you got to do in a game like that. But the foul with Julian Reese and everything, the, the two fouls early, and then with the hook in the hold and just shades of Lonnie Baxter 2001 is just complete and utter nonsense. And 
he it's a pattern with Reese. I don't feel like that's a game in which you can really fault him for that. At periods of that game, he he was maybe the best borderline best player on the floor. I know I know Miller's you know all world, but um, I'm excited to see if he can kind of polish up some things and and make a run at being Big Ten Player of the Year next year. Uh, maybe even all American. I don't know. He's he's clearly got a big ceiling. He's just got to kind of expand that game a little more towards the perimeter and work on the free throw shooting. And um, I know Kyle Tarp in the strength and conditioning program is going to get a beefed up. So I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. And it's hard not to be. Yeah, I think that was the one, other side one. of the coin with Reese there uh, with the foul trouble because like we saw him throwing really throwing it around with at the end of the West Virginia game, but kind of in a good way where you know he's getting offensive boards and he's kind of like throwing it throwing his frame around um, down there in the post and everything. And um, yeah, I mean that's you, you definitely have to clean the foul trouble up. But I, I think I'd rather see a guy kind of throw it around a little bit in a game against Alabama with a prospect like Brandon Miller, who is, you know, going to be playing in the NBA for sure. Uh, rather see him be fearless and kind of go out swinging like that, but it is unfortunate, but yeah, I don't know. Kevin Willard overall, like this program needed good vibes and the guys, he's got some Ted Lasso vibes to him. Doesn't he? I felt like with Turgeon, especially toward the end, it was just, man, it just, he, I don't know if Turgeon himself was like a red ass or anything, but he just kind of like, he really seemed checked out and just kind of defeated. And then you had like the mutual parting of ways or whatever. It was just really weird. But uh, I don't know. RDT, how are you feeling about the vibes with this program right now? Because I think it's pretty good. The the Like you said, I mean, Willard seems to say all the, the, the right stuff at the right time. That interview he gave, I think it's at the beginning of the second half with Tracy Wolfson, was it? When she's asking him, or I, I don't know if it was her. Um, she said something like, you know, oh, you guys were down nine, blah, blah, blah. And he looked up and he said, you know, Something like, you know, hey, I've looked up at times and we've been down 16 or 20. So, like, to be down nine, that's not too bad. And he was, like, laughing about it. And I was, like, I tweeted the video and I was, like, if you don't love this guy, like, you just, you know, I, I don't know what's going on in your head. Because, again, it's, like, he's cracking up. He's, like, yeah, we were down nine. That was funny. Like, and then, again, like, what you know, whatever he said to them in the second half, you know, they they'd obviously played well enough to win. Um, I, I, I do like him. Again, I wasn't an anti-Turge guy, but I wasn't like, you know, full pro-Turge. I was kind of just a middleman. But, um, again, I mean, what's there not to like about Willard? Again, is he just completely drops the ball with recruiting, which doesn't seem like that's how it's going to be at all. Um, I, I like him. Like you said, I think he brings good vibes and seems like the guys really like playing for him. So uh, I'm, I am in Willard's corner. I think we all should be. Black, what do you got? The Masters just tweeted another hype video. So, mm. just the, I think it's the same one they posted three, four hours ago. It's just maybe they reposted it. Is there a no? I don't know. When I get the tweet notifications, my heart flutters. Is there's is there glaring lack of gnome? Because I'm worried about that. I'm looking it up right now. This is good, really good radio. The Masters. Is there? Um, I haven't seen a gnome yet. I'm sure they'll work them in if they can. It's a twenty-two second video. One, so the videos, the videos the themselves. Video started out with the gnome. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They had the noma uh, the a couple <laughs> days ago. The videos are always great. You know what else is great is the CBS commercials. They they knock those out of the park when you know it's in the middle of like college football playoff time or whatever, and they get one going like the first one of the year. As Banks is just getting absolutely alphaed right now. <laughs> oh, oh, Buster! By the pup. Uh, get it together, Buster. But yeah, I don't know you, where he thinks he's going. You but. get the ones in the college football playoff that are awesome, and then even the ones like now that come out, 
where they, uh, you know, they get the licensed music going and you get your Scotty Scheffler promo in there. It's, uh, it's always great. So, yeah. Very, they cast the Hideki Caddy bow in this one. So, that, Shoto. that gets you feeling some things. Famous moment. Yeah, that makes me feel a lot of different things. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess <laughs> as he walks away to deal with that situation, uh, I guess that's the, uh, I guess we're closing the book on the 2022-23 Terp season. It's too bad we couldn't have the uh, a true... Uh, a true b-ball guy in the Smythe man here to really break things down. Uh, just like you and uh, you and him were Eric the other night. I mean, that was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wanna, do you want to go over the, uh, the leaders in the bracket? Yeah, let's go down. the. I heard board. you take a shot at that, by the way, on, on your, your Thursday night podcast. I listen, no shots whatsoever. <laughs> I was just, I was enthralled by their knowledge. I've got the juice tonight. All right. I, I'm not fucking dead to the world. Like I was last week. Yeah, listen, hey, I don't worry about me calling you out. You were getting other people calling you out about other things. You just had it. You were just taking <laughs> shots from every 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 corner of the internet. Earl Boykins was a hell of a star in Space Jam. What can I say? <laughs> he was. Yeah. Earl Boykins. Um, no, but I'm just going to read like just a random number, like the top four people in our free bracket. How about Shout you uh, just do the top three? Top three. People. Get top three. Okay, I'll do it, but I'll do it in alphabetical order. Okay. Um in, in like like alphabetically the way I see it, Sean Atch A T C H is in first, picking Houston, five hundred points. Uh, Fernamath picking Zai four sixty, um, and then again just a random third place person or tied for second R D T with four hundred sixty points. Oh, who's that? Picking the Alabama. Mm, so Stanley, Stanley Phyllis Kevin, and that's just totally random, you know. <laughs> yep. Just we'll just leave it at that. Stanley Phyllis Kevin. Um, okay. So, yeah, I guess that's that's where that is. Thanks for everyone, by the way, that participated in that. We kind of put that out on a whim a little bit. And what do we get, like 130-ish entries? Is that what you said? I thought it's 150 at one point, yeah. I think mm. there's 220 brackets. I don't know how many people, though. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It was I five per. Right. So. You know, I think it's not locked where you can just enter bracket groups, like, post-tournament start. Mm. Ugh, I don't like that. Like your bracket has to be made, but you can just jump in the groups. Mm. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Okay. I don't know, I don't, well, there better not be any impropriety in there, or I'm going to have you dealt with. I'm going to send Spenny after you, and you're going to have to deal with that. So, yeah, it, it's been fun, though. I mean, I don't think I did particularly well, um, but that's okay. I picked, <laughs> I think, like, I filled mine out a couple days before. I think I picked Arizona and, like, maybe at least, like, half of them. So that was a really good job by me, and I uh, really pumped up about that. But, yeah, I guess that's all we got on basketball for the time being, unless RDT wants to get into some John Morant talk, which I know he's all over, you know, just been tracking that story. So that's huge. Um, but, yeah, I mean... <laughs> We were talking about good vibes there with Kevin Willard, talking about some uh, maybe not so good vibes with Lamar Jackson uh, the last couple of days where I, I don't know, I don't think either of us have recorded either of the uh, you know programs that we have here have recorded since going back a couple of days where we had the news come out that Lamar Jackson is going to be, and I don't understand, I really, I don't even understand the particulars of this, but there's going to be an interview with himself, which I don't know if that was phrased incorrectly or if it's actually going to be he is editing a video where he's got himself in one frame and then himself in another frame, and he's literally just pulling that move and interviewing himself, quote-unquote. But we had a clip come out. I was on 105.7 last night with Tim talking about it, and Tim made the uh, the point that the audio is not, you know, maybe not great, 
probably could have got a producer in there to help things out a little bit. Uh, audio wasn't, you know, up to snuff necessarily. And the content was strange. He's talking about like Marty Morningweg and it kind of feels like he's, and I think he even said this, that there, there's going to be some records, you know, setting, you know, setting the records straight going to be going on here. Uh, so there was that. And then today, courtesy of one Mr. Mike Florio, uh, always keeping things just totally right fucking down the line, uh, just comes out and talks about uh, how a representative who is not NFLPA approved is, you know, reaching out to teams on behalf of Lamar Jackson and has made the point that Lamar is, quote, ready to move on from the Ravens. Banks, I'm sure you're just a just a pig in shit with all this. How are you feeling? Is this over yet? No, I mean, not even close, right? No, I mean, I wrote about it today, the Florio part of it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the interview just because I'm ready for a good laugh. Like, I don't know what this could possibly be, and I... Uh, we're all bracing for the worst. We're expecting the worst, hoping for the best. And uh, if we can have a good laugh on our way out, like so be it. Cause it's, we're just kind of in that, in that zone at this point where it's just kind of punch drunk and anything's possible. And if he actually is doing an interview where he's sitting across the room from himself, <laughs> the idea of it is funny. I mean, Fields did a great job doing a quick, quick draw of that. Yeah, but, the, uh, the sixty minutes. Yeah, shout out to TC on that. That was that was. Yeah, good. he did a good job with that. But um, anyways, uh, the Florio thing was also when your classic. Here I'm going to write something obvious where person does the thing that anyone would have to do in a given situation and make a headline out of it. And he says, "Okay, a representative re- representing Lamar Jackson is reaching out to teams." To tell them he's interested in playing for their football team. What the fuck else is a free agent going to tell anybody? Um, and so Florio does it under the veil that it's some mysterious representative. Could be St. Omni, you know, the, the fabled St. Omni. Um, <laughs> it's probably Felicia Jones. <laughs> it's probably all who it is. I mean, if you read... His mother for the uninitiated. And this dude has been known to do this. If you can just write something that is legally, factually correct and make everybody think that it's something that it isn't, you can always point back to it and be like, I didn't bullshit you. I told you exactly what was going on. And I feel like that's what Florio is doing here with this one. Um, And uh, dropping in the note that he uh, is ready to move on from the Ravens is like a no shit situation. Like, yeah, if you're going to go talk to other teams and see what they're willing to pay you to play for them, that means you are going to play for them and cannot play for the Ravens at the same time. That is just exactly how that works. Um, Did I use that opportunity to make a headline or write a blog about it? I sure did. You know, the page views never sleep. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. And maybe I'm no better than Florio in that sense, but um we're all tired of it. We all want something to happen. And if you just kind of look at the, the calculus of this entire thing, nothing is going to happen at, until after the draft the very soonest because it certainly seems as though the Indianapolis Colts are the only team truly positioned to even try to make something happen here. Um, and they're not going to want to give up that fourth overall pick until after the draft. Um, so that's where we're at. We're just going to sit around and wait for this this interview. I expect it to be silly. I expect it uh, – to make some waves on the internet as those things do. Um, and then we just kind of sit with our dicks in our hands until draft time. 
Yeah, I mean, silly and like unintentionally silly too. Like, but like he'll be taking himself seriously. But it's going to be, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this has just been quite the saga, and of fucking course, this is where we find ourselves with it. Uh, I don't know. And like the the quote about him not wanting to play here or you know being ready to move on really is what I should say. I don't know. I maybe took that a little too literally when I first read it, but I just the way that I'm feeling right now, like why am I supposed to think that this guy wants to be here? Right. Like looking at his body language, looking at everything over the past nine to 12 months. Like why am I supposed to think that he wants to come back to Baltimore? He wants to swallow his pride to come back to Baltimore and not take the type of contract that they're offering or not take the type of contract that he wants, take the type that they are offering just feels like a lot of concessions are going to need to be made. A lot of things are going to have to happen for this to have that quote unquote Cinderella story, happy ending. I really don't see it in the cards, but I also don't see who the hell is going to want to take this situation on right now. What owner in their right mind. And maybe that's the key phrase there in their right mind, because there maybe is one or two and you might've alluded to one that might not be in his right mind all the time that would go ahead and make that move. Um, not to call anyone out. Um, but yeah, I mean, totally. it, it, yeah, it just feels like I, I struggle to see him coming back and playing for them at this point, and I struggle to see him going anywhere else because, like, who is going to want to give up that draft capital and give him the unprecedented contract and make themselves a pariah to the rest of the owners? It is a absolute shit show of a situation, and uh, it just it continues on. It's not going anywhere. To your point. Yeah, and you kind of made that point on Thursday. It's just kind of like I can't envision him playing for anybody. Like it, everything seems like a roadblock for him to play for a different team. And the terms, just the relationship, seems untenable at this point between the Ravens and Lamar. So what? Where is there a path forward? There doesn't seem to be one. So, like we've said a bajillion times, we'll probably say it next week too. We just sit here and wait. Yep, pretty much. We know. Do we know when this interview is coming out? I, I thought that it was going to be like today, like soon is what we got soon. Again, this is this very Michael Scottish. Like it's almost like him doing the the press conference. Remember when he's like alert the press? I'm doing the press conference. Got to hit. Got to get the, ahead of the, the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got to get out of it. Like I could 100 percent see Michael Scott in like some deleted scene just being oh, like I'm doing man. the press conference and he's interviewing himself. Like, I would love to just the the concept that Lamar might think that he's getting out in front of this story at this point. <laughs> that is truly hilarious. At the end of March, like, hey guys, I'm gonna get out ahead of this free agency <laughs> thing or this uh, this franchise tag thing that that happened two weeks ago. Uh, and when you're the like when you are the most athletic, like coolest dude on the planet, and you've got your your entourage of guys you know all yes manning you they're probably like oh yeah you're gonna set the record straight like it's like how, how like lebron kind of like thinks some of the stuff that he does is cool and it's like he's you know <laughs> never had like a real friend in his life who wasn't like a total yes man to him it kind of it kind of gives me some of those vibes a little bit honestly i'll reserve judgment i mean like we'll see what happens with it for sure but it uh it does it does smack of some michael scott vibes as of right now from what we're seeing um so well at least, at least Lamar didn't go to like a concert and was on video, nodding yes to something, saying saying what do he say like yeah I'll be there or something, and then him like, tweeting the next day being like oh yeah I didn't hear what the fuck that guy said yeah well we've he all been there in a bar no he didn't says something to you and you just go yeah 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 of course I think absolutely man yeah I think we've all done that to each other actually to that point but yeah I don't yeah. um. 
Yeah, he he liked a tweet. By the way, I don't I don't think he actually tweeted anything. Somebody tweeted it like he somebody tweeted and said he didn't hear what he was saying. He was just saying yes, and he liked that tweet, and that's how we know that he wasn't actually saying yes. He was coming back to the Ravens. That's where we're at with this situation right now. We're getting liked tweets as uh, sort of our conduit for figuring things out uh, in this saga. When he's at like live or eleven down in Miami or whatever, wearing a Ravens chain. Uh, and we're supposed to take that as like, oh, well, look at that. He's going to sign a contract tomorrow. That's what's going to happen. It's just, it is one of the most insane things, uh, I've experienced as a Ravens fan in, you know, 30, uh, you know, almost 30 years. So, uh, if there's a spin zone, I can try to make to if it, at least if you're on the, the side of hoping he comes back and everything is rosy and we go back to the world of 2019 to think about where things were and how we've gotten here, how much, how drastically things can change. Perhaps things can change just as much back in the other direction. I don't know. I'm just absolutely spitballing here. Well, it could be a situation too, where it's just like, maybe he begrudgingly does accept a deal. And maybe he says to an extent, he's saying to himself, you know, screw this. I didn't want this, but uh, I guess I just have to take it. And then maybe slowly you build trust up over time and the Ravens do right by him and they do what they should have done for the last four years and get him some help at wide receiver because they are not faultless in this situation. Let's not make, you know, let's not be total company men here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if they do some of that and they show they're serious and investing in him, yeah, maybe there's a way forward, but you got to get him to the table first. And that has been the main issue. And it takes two to tango, as Eric DaCosta has said. So that's, that's kind of the... we can't put ourselves in his shoes and we, we clearly have no idea what his thought process is throughout this. Who knows? Maybe it'll come up in the interview, but I hope that the thought process and the line of thinking for Lamar is at least such where he understands that the, the wide receiver thing cannot resolve itself until this is resolved first. I'm like hoping that that is, yeah, is, an understanding that he has because I, I likened it at one point and I it's in the given moment. I, I it felt like the best comparison I could possibly make. Um, this is a hostage situation and I don't know who the hostage is. Like the Ravens can't do anything in free agency <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, and Lamar clearly can't go play for other teams. To me, like I think he knows that and I think he's, you know, probably saying, well, screw that. They had four years, five years. You know, the, they, they could have gone and gotten a Diggs. They could have gotten a DeAndre Hopkins. Like, what have they been doing all this time? Now they want to now they want me to, you know, go back and take, you know, X pay cut or whatever against what I think I'm worth for that to happen. And like, I don't know if I 100 percent agree with that, but I could see where that thought process comes from just to play devil's advocate. It's an understandable one. It's an understandable one. So his is um, the, the hostage situation. Um, it's, it's inside man and it's Clive Owen and he's the guy. He's one of the he's one of the hostages, but he's also robbing the bank, mm. and then he just walks out of it. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, great movie. What a pool! Jake, I'm sure that's right up your alley. Yeah, Clive Owen. I just asked, uh, watched Children of Men a couple weeks ago. A great Clive Owen. Uh, you know, really, really kind of forgotten to. Or maybe I shouldn't say forgotten, but really, really great movie that people should check out. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if that or Man on Fire is my favorite Denzel movie. Yeah, that's 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 another good pool. Denzel, American Gangster, that's probably my my number American one. Denzel, Gangster, obviously, remember the Titans, but Inside yeah. Man, it's awesome. Yeah, is that that's all we good. got? I, I, I do like that analogy, though. 
Yeah, no, that was good. There's it's, a hostage situation, and nobody knows who the hostage is. It's it's a little of a ocean Ocean's Eleven vibes, actually. Yeah, a little bit. Not a spoiler for that movie, but you know that security tape. Double check that thing. Um, <laughs> we talk about this every week. I mean, and like it, it feels like we somehow actually have something new to talk about, even though nothing materially changes. But uh, anything else on this before we move on? I I I do. I, I got a text today from someone in media. I won't name them. Um, Michael Wilbon saying, name drop like, of the week just, here. They, no, I will not do that. But they just texted me out of nowhere saying, like, I'm so tired of this ego. Like, I'm so tired. And my response back was, I do have a Photoshopped picture of uh, Lamar in the Titans jersey, and I just sent that. And I said, let's just make it happen. Then. No, I'm not frustrated. <laughs> and, they, and they just said at this point, like, yes, let's just do it. And then, because I said, I said, it's crazy to think. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you, let me, objectively as a fan, do you want that salary cap hit? Do you want this whole situation? Like, answer seriously. Well, the Titans aren't winning a Super Bowl with or without Lamar. Like, it doesn't matter. Bring it on. Like, sure. Okay. No, I mean, again, the Titans are already stripping everything down to the parts. So, again, they're going to have money, I think, if they wanted him. Yeah. Um, The money available, but I don't know. It's not going to happen. It's just. It, it's me doing my PFT. Like, is this real? I've been waiting to tweet that out. Just saying, is this real? I know I would lose a ton of followers. But y- yeah. We're not gonna, yeah. I mean, like for me, I'm like, I want to keep him, but like, this has just been, this has been a, uh, it's been a hostage situation for over a year now. And uh, it's, well, I was just saying like, like think about in 2019 and we've talked about this before. We're like, Brian, you had said it like, Oh, they're going to get a deal done. A deal's going to get done. And then, you know, you're kind of shuffling your feet and you're like, well, yeah, deals. I, I think a deal's going to get done, and now it's just like shrugging emoji. I don't know if a deal's going to get done, and it's like it's crazy to think. And it kind of reminds me of the RG three situation in Washington, where it's like that twenty twelve rookie year. You're like, this guy's going to have a statue out front. He's going to be beloved in the city. You're going to see, you know, there are going to be little RG threes running around. You know, every kid, every guy's going to name their son Robert. Same thing in twenty nineteen. You would have said. Lamar is going to win a handful of Super Bowls. He's going to retire with a statue out front. You know, there's going to be eights running around forever. And now it's like, I, I don't know. Like he, I, I, I don't know. Again, we, nobody knows until this one-on-one interview with himself comes out. So it's just, it's crazy to think that that we're at this the where we are because again, looking back four years ago, you're like, holy shit, we have you know this unanimous MVP. And they're going to sign him just because they have to. And now it's like coin flip. I don't know. According to Glenn Clark's um, graph every morning, and he's pretty. Which again, that's a very good bit that he's doing. The Lamaro meter, um, yeah. I think he was over. I think he was almost. He was in like the seventy percent or something that Lamar will be back. So yeah. I hate this situation too much to to come up with a shtick like that, but it's a good shtick. Listen, Glenn's Glenn's on the air every day. He's got to fill that airtime up, and uh, that is that is a good way of doing it. So we got to. Got to give them this props there. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that does it on our weekly Lamar Jackson update. It's almost like a, as a wartime general or a wartime sort of a, you know anchor. We're doing our check in this week on Vietnam. You know, I'm uh, I'm Tom Brokaw, uh, and so yeah, that's that's that for the week. Uh, what else do we have to cover here, sports wise, if anything, before we move forward? Yeah, I mean, on right now. RDT, yeah, give me give me your baseball. give me your WBC thoughts. I want all of them. 
again, I, I understand why people don't like it. Um, or not don't like it, but don't get into it. Like, I get that. I, it's, it, Anyone it's in particular? Fine. I, no, like, I talked to Kevin about it. I talked to him. I, all I told him was, I better not see you wearing, like, a USA shirt, you know, after they win it. And he said, like, I wouldn't be fucking caught dead or something like that. Um, again, it's, it's not just KFC. There's a lot of people. And, again, I, I completely understand it. Um, it, it. I just I think it's entertaining because, like, it's, it's a Tuesday night. There is nothing on tonight. Like, you're not watching anything else. And, again, same thing with most of these nights. Was I watching this over Purdue losing, you know, World Baseball Classic over Purdue losing in the first round? No. But, again, like, I, I think it's a, it's a fun baseball tournament to get into. There's a ton of stars. If the – if there was no Trout and no Mookie and no Mullins and none of these guys, I wouldn't be as hyped up for it. But again, like seeing Mike Trout be like, and he came tonight, be like, I'm I'm fucking playing in 2026. I'm there. Like, that's where like, yeah, nice. Like, like, all right, let's do this. And like, obviously on the Barstool Rundown, they were talking about it and they were like, this is kind of a corny tournament because there's no history or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but everything ta- everything's somewhere. Like, again, like that said, March Madness you know, didn't always have this history. You got to obviously create your history. Um, I just think it's been fun. It's been good baseball. It's not like I'm watching the U18, like we talked about last week, like under 18, you know. Um, just because there's Euro no history hockey. and like just because there's no history doesn't mean there's no meaning to it. Like to the point that a lot of people are making about these young Caribbean kids and whoever it might be that are watching this thing that are getting pumped to see, you know, Randy Arozarena and, you know, Stroman and whoever it is represent them. Like, yeah, that is a big deal. And just because it hasn't been going on for, you know, 50 years, what is it like 15, 20 years old at this point? Um, I think 2000- Six may have been the first one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's you know, it's not necessarily like the youngest thing in the world either. It's been around for a little bit, and uh, it's gonna, you know, continue to influence generations. And like, I kind of think of like when people say there's no history to it and there's no like there's nothing to that. You know what I think of? I think of live golf. And you want to talk about something that has no soul to it whatsoever, and it's just like a complete money suck and just a cynical, just terrible representation of everything that I hate about capitalism. Not that I hate capitalism, but just the the bad sides of it. That's kind of where I'm at with uh, that, and this at least has a little bit of soul to it. So there, there's a spectrum, and it is not nearly at the far end of that for me. That thought yeah, crossed I, my mind at the top it, of this conversation. Live golf versus World Baseball Classic. Like, How does Danny Lee feel about winning? Blah, blah, blah. And like, obviously, he has four million reasons to love it, but um, the comparison crossed my mind as well. Yeah. This and it's is just not like, the same. yeah, it's just a pursuit of, you know, money a hundred percent. That's all that, that is. And like, this is kind of, it's, I, I don't know if I'd say it's the opposite, but like these guys aren't, they're not getting paid right for WBC or are they? I don't, I don't think so. It wouldn't surprise me if they are, but again, like, I don't, I don't think so. But again, I mean, it, it's just, I think it's fun to watch like these really good players in this tournament. I, I again, I'm not saying like, you, you know, it's better than MLB. It's not. And the people being like, oh, yeah, we can watch the best players in the world play. You know, it's called Major League Baseball. And it's like that, that again, it's fine. But like the same thing with the Olympics, like people get hyped up for, for Olympic basketball, stuff like that. Like the World Cup, it's kind of this, it's the same thing. Like, why are we not, you know, going all gung ho on this, too? I, I don't know. Again, I think it's been a great tournament. Um, the last couple games, especially, it's like ever since Kevin started shitting on it, the games have just like gone up tenfold. Like the, J- the Japan game last night was unbelievable. A- again, and like Otani again, I, you won't find someone who sucked Otani hard as me, but like he's been unbelievable. He's been fantastic and great, and he's such a good ambassador for the game. Um, I think he's gained like three million followers on Instagram since the tournament started. Which begs the question, who's following him for the first time being like, 
this Otani guy, I gotta yeah. maybe I'll follow him. Let me see what he's about, you know. But again, I mean, I, I think it's awesome. I think it's been really good. And again, we've got some good games, some great moments. So if if it's not for you, that's fine. I'm not gonna be like you have to watch it. I, I don't care if you watch it or not. I just think it's been fun to watch. Again, at a time where there's nothing on on a Tuesday night, why not watch a champion between Shohei Otani and Mike Church, guy who's actually been killing it. That's people are saying that's why Taylor had to flee the country because he could not stand being in the country when Mike Trout wins something. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was maybe Spencer Hall or Bunky Perkins or one of the one of these guys tweeted something about how like other countries just appreciate baseball way more than Americans and like that's why something like this needs to happen because like these people are just genuinely excited about it and uh, yeah, it's cool to see. We'll see if he tur- he changes his tune with the trout win and just flips this whole loser thing on Otani. That could be, that's interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I might be here for that. Honestly. Did, didn't, didn't we get him to agree at where he said, if Mike trout wins MVP, we'll get a trout Jersey. I, think I don't we know. Got him to agree to that far. I think we did. I don't know. We'll have to go back and listen. We'll intern go back and listen, but. That would be something. Well, he's not going to win MVP unless he hits like a walk off tonight or something. I think Trey Turner has a. I was up. saying, I yeah. was saying before we got going here that uh, he'll just turn full heel against the WBC and go full Francesa in that clip where he's just screaming at the guy who won't stop calling him Michael about who did they play in the final. Like he's that's going to be his villain arc against the WBC. He's oh going to choose his trout oh hatred over his love of the WBC. That's my prediction for, oh, for the Smythe man. Michael. Michael. How many times are you going to say Michael? Michael. <laughs> Don't say it again. Oh, any more Michael. WBC thoughts? Um, No, I got nothing. Okay. Go USA. Go everybody. Yep. Still another one of Banks' uh, stay. Yeah. Go Trey. <laughs> Go Cedric. Go everybody. Um, okay. <laughs> so that's that. Gentlemen, are we moving into segments officially? Sure. Why the heck not? Yeah. All right, match play man. How about how about you take the lead here? How about you uh, lead us into this one? Uh, in terms of what we're doing here, we're talking uh, talking soups. We had soups suggested to us for the uh, starting five uh, presented by Fed Thrill. Uh, Fed Thrill is doing uh, a special right now: buy one get one. Uh, they're trying to get all 50 states. They're trying to do some sales in all 50 of the United States. Uh, I think early this afternoon they were up to 13. I think they've done this annually, and they get pretty damn close. They may have done the job last year. Um, but hop on over to uh, fedthrill.com. Um, our promo code is, you know, we'd love for you to use it, but it's not the best deal you're going to get, and we love for our listeners to get the best deals. So do the buy one, get one, get some awesome shades at Fed Thrill um affordable sunglasses stylish sunglasses opening days coming you're gonna want them for that so bed thrill baby soups soups there's really no reason we're doing a, a soups other than somebody suggested it and i love soups this so. was a let's let's set the stage here a little bit this was kind of a contentious a contentious uh topic in the, in the group chat this morning, we had RDT coming back at you saying this is firmly not soup season. I'm kind of in the middle, but I tend to agree with you, Banks, that we are sort of, 
we're nearing the end, but we're not all the way there yet. It was, you know, 20 degrees when I left the house this morning. We still got some soup time left in us, and I'm a big soup guy. I think it's the perfect food, actually. I believe that, as well as the fact that billionaires should pay for their own fucking football stadium. So that's my whole thing. And uh, yeah, it, you know, controversial topic, but I, I'm excited to get into it. I don't think our big boards are super fleshed out or... <laughs> There's going to be a lot of uh, yeah. I don't I don't know like how much pre planning went into this for you guys, but uh, I'm excited either way. How are we How are we doing the draft order? We've been doing it. I think Taylor's Man. been doing a randomizer recently. Does anybody have a random? Is anybody here a marine biologist? Does anyone have a randomizer? <laughs> anybody shifting in soup mode? Randomizer, let's randomizer. I got it right here. All right, enter. We'll do Eric. Jake, Brian, randomize. You remember this? With the first pick, that can't be the same thing. It's the exact same order. <laughs> Eric, Brian. I mean, it's, it's a one in six chance that'll happen. So yeah, there's only three names okay. this time. Did you want it? fucking permutation? You trust me enough that I actually ran it? I don't know. I don't think you care enough to. Do yeah, that. I was going to say That's for as thing. much as you were belly aching about this, I don't think you would really even like try to. I feel like you're you're punting here a little bit. Again, if you if you're okay with that with that order, yeah, proceed. We'll run with it. Me, Jake, Brian, the exact order that I wrote it in. Okay, okay, I'm good so with that. All right, so I have number one pick. Mm -hmm. Taking chip. You can debate on whether it's a soup or not. I think it is. Um, some are soupier than others. Wait, what? Are, what are you taking? I'm sorry, I, you you cut out a little bit. Sorry, chili. Mm. I don't. Eh, I don't know, Jim. If you look on menus, it's under the soup category. That's a little dicey. That's sometimes, a little dicey maybe. to me. So there's a side. Is it, not, is it not on your board? No, there are different types of chilies. You know, I I, I see chili as its own thing. There's just such a Ryan, novice about your board? soups. It's oozed out of the conversation this morning. I, I tend to tend to say it's it's enough of a soup to allow it to be drafted. I just I think it's insane to take it first overall. It's just it's against the essence of soup. It's it's a it's a variant. It's like an off brand. It's like a it's like a cousin of a soup. There's overlap for sure. The best but one though. It's it's not broth based. That's the thing. Some of them are very soup. You get very liquidy chili. Well, if you can add water to anything and it becomes soupy. Well, that's kind of the thing. I have some things on my list that not be considered soups, but we'll see. Uh, like we'll see. I'm, Again, I'm, I'm going I'm going. I'm chilly. not going to say you can't take it. I, I just don't like it. And that's that's my prerogative, and it's your prerogative to take it. So, Yeah, I'll, it. I'll allow it, but it's I don't know if I'd say it's under protest, but uh, I'm just making it known that I'm a stinky Davis right now because I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I love it. I do love it. I love chili. I don't know if I love it as a pick for the soup draft. Exactly. When I, when I think when I think of soup, I think of a cold day where I want to warm up with something, where I want to sit on the couch and watch something with the snow falling outside, and there's nothing better to eat like that than chili. All right. Hey, listen, as long as you can look yourself in the mirror and everything's fine after this. Yeah. Like You don't need I to sell me on problem. chili. You know how I feel about chili. It's just uh, we've had many conversations about it's it. the principle. That's why I thought it would be on your on your. That's why I assumed it would be on your list. And if I wasn't taking it one one, I wouldn't have gotten it. 
All right. All right. Well, you, yeah. you take it 1-1, one, one, Chile. Chile is great. I don't know about it as a pick here. That is my contention. My one pick, number two overall, big hitters only. I'm going with the chicken noodle soup. It's just, it's the, the cornerstone left tackle. You know, you pick it, you, you lock up your bookend on the left side there for the next 15 years. It's Orlando Pace. It's Jonathan Ogden. It's, it's whatever you need it to be. It's chicken noodle soup. It's extremely high floor. I was going to say Orlando Pace. Mm-hmm. Extremely high floor. It's not, you know, it's, it's going to make, you know, it's going to make five to eight pro bowls. It's going to be an all pro a couple times. Maybe help you win a Super Bowl. Nothing flashy, but it's, it's an offensive lineman. It's chicken noodle soup. Great for the soul. Tastes great most of the time. And yeah, uh, wait, are you are you taking the soup or the book? I, I'm taking the soup with the knowledge okay. that it inspired the books, which are great. Okay. Yep, that that works. So it's well it's well put. Yeah. All right. I'm taking half and half. I gotta have half and half. It's uh it's classic. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should learn yourself. Um, I don't. So set the stage. You don't know what half and half is? No. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Oh no. Um, I don't even know where to start with this. Well, it's, well, it's half a podcast, so you can you can expound however half, long you want. Half Maryland crab soup, half cream of crab soup. It's the best of both worlds. You get. The creamy deliciousness, you get the uh, the brothy, like the sherry type taste. Um, you get the the crab meat. You get all the the fixings that go into like the deliciousness that is both of those soups. It's just it's like cheating. It's it's unfair, mm-hmm. but it exists and it's on menus all over this great state. And uh, I'm particular particularly a fan of the one at Crab Bag down in Ocean City, down the ocean. Um, I was hoping, praying that you wouldn't take it, and you don't even know what it is. So. It's yeah, it's funny that you say it's like cheating because both of those soups, funny enough, on my board. Have you just, like not thought to mix the two, or you never been offered to mix the two, or not seen it on a menu? Or I'm I'm trying all, to all of that, this. all of that. I've never thought of it. I've never seen it on a menu. I wouldn't watch wow. it if it was in my backyard. No, I, it sounds great. Yeah. I'm I'm down to try it, but hadn't heard of it. And I listen. Mm-hmm. I will I allow it, but just saying, both those soups. And I've really come soup. around to this soup in the last couple of years. Like I've really just gone all in on it. Okay, listen. I, I like it. A bit at a at Nick's Fish House the other day. Oh. Hey, maybe hey, maybe we're down the ocean. You know, the same weekend one time this year, and we'll we'll go get a, a thing of half and half together, and you'll you'll learn me on this. You don't have to say it like that, though. Like what? <laughs> we can get a bowl of half and half. Listen, hey, you know, I'm just, this is just ignorant Jake. This, this is me coming out. So be it. Okay. Half and half. That's your another place. Another place you can get some good half and half is Jimmy's. Okay. Correct. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. as soon as I said Nick's, I was like, ah, shit. Shouldn't have said <laughs> yeah, that. But let's, I have let's... had it at Jimmy's and it's delicious there as well. John, it's I hope you become you're... a staple anytime I go to like a seafood place around here. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. Next time we're all at, next time we're all at Jimmy's Famous Seafood, enjoying some great food and hospitality from our warm and convivial host John Minadakis, uh, who's just going to be hooking up, uh, hooking us up with some half and half. It's going to be great, very exciting. So there's round one, Brian. I think you've uh, got the end around here. Round two. I'm taking creamy tomato bisque. Mm. I need a tomato soup of some sort, and that's the variety I'm going with. Um, it does have a steep 
drop off when it tends to get a little too chunky, but I like it with a little zest, um, just kind of like a creamy, zesty blend. Um, get it with a grilled cheese and, and you're in a good place. Mm-hmm. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good pick. Classic. Yeah. Not a huge yep. tomato guy, but that's, that's a, a solid pick. When you get the bisque in there and uh, you get a little bit of crunch, maybe applied with some crackers. I like that a lot. I'll have a big cracker guy in my soups. Mm. For me, round two, uh, this feels like a steal. I'm going to go New England clam chowder. Love a good New England clam chowder. You get the uh, the weather starts to get a little bit cold. Eric, you mentioned it, it's it's got some chili vibes to me when you get all the tomatoes or not tomatoes, potatoes. You get all the you know fish and all the chunks in there. It's just a nice nice hearty soup that just really 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 warms me up and makes me uh, gives me that northeastern vibe which I like. New England clam chowder, my second round pick. It's a good pick. Never had it, but I sub- you may were you. I don't know if I should talk about this. I mean, we've talked, I talked about half and half. So like, why the hell not? Were you discouraged from going towards cream of crab because of my pick? Or are you picking clam chowder over? I would have taken this either. I would have taken this either way. I like cream of crab. I love New England clam chowder. Okay. So it sounds like you prefer it. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Okay. Salisbury University had a great cream of crab soup there in the old, uh, the old dining hall. Shout out to Commons. Ooh, I feel like that is a risky move. Oh, brother, let me tell you. But when I was 18 <laughs> and I didn't have any money to pay for food, it hit the spot. Yeah, I'm dining dining hall cream of crab is. We were da- we were, were close to the shore though. We were close to the shore, so it was okay. Okay, all right. That's how I. That's I what I told myself. That before. I wouldn't eat that going to a class. I would eat it if I was going right back to the dorm. Well, brother, I wasn't going to class a lot of the time anyway. You know what I mean? Oh, man. <laughs> well, with that being said, I will take cream of crab. Mm. We're just going to throw it out there again. Getting this in the third round. Um, second. Second, technically. But, last yeah. pick of the second round, yes. Okay. Um, again, this is kind of, I mean, I, I think it's a great value pick, too. Just... The fact that it's still there and and had some sad some things taken over it, um, you know, it's going to be motivated. It's going to have a chip on its shoulder. It's just going to go out there and perform. Um, I think it does have first round talent. It, it's by far, if we're talking just straight up the soup, I think it's my favorite. Again, I went to Jimmy's last weekend, had a massive bowl of cream of crab, and it just absolutely was filling so good. Lumps of crab, the crackers are just oh, so good. Uh, and perfect for like that cold day where there's just nothing, you know, you just want to be get warm. Cream of crab hits the spot. Um, my next one. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm still on the cream of crab. I still little cream oh, of crab okay. comment. Everywhere. I just want to chime in with this. This is where I see the Everywhere. advantage of the half and half over the cream of crab. You get a cream of crab soup before a meal and you come away feeling pretty, oh, pretty full. It, it's a it's a meal ruiner to be honest and it's a great soup and i don't want to take it away from that it's it stands on its own but there's the downside and if i'm going to a place like jimmy's i'm not i'm not looking to have my meal stunted by by the appetizer or the soup you know i'm looking to, to kind of get the full picture there so i will say this i was bringing food home so i was eating at home but I wanted I wanted a little something there. So by the time I was getting home, I was like, okay, now I'm now I'm, you know, 
I can fit a little, little more in my belly. So I went with okay. the egg rolls, of course. And you could say the same thing about the clam chowder. Yeah. But it's it's all about what you come for. So. Yeah, listen. If you know what you're, if you know your game plan going in, you're fine. So just plan plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, my next one, I'll just take. I'm I'm just gonna take both parts of Brian's. I'm taking Maryland crab. Mm. Did not see it going. All like the this. same reasons. All the same reasons that uh, Brian you talked about. It's again, it's a complete 180 from what the cream of crab is. Um, and the first time I actually had Maryland crab. I made that mistake. I ordered. I I didn't know that there was a difference between the two, and I just ordered the Maryland crab soup, and they came out looking like in a you know it was red, and I was like, this is not what I wanted. And I'm a pussy, so I ate it anyways, and I was like, this is fantastic, and it was very very good. Um, so yeah, again, it's you got all the vegetables in there, the the a little little spice. Again, some are spicier than others. Um, but again, you, you can't go wrong with, and, and like you said, if you're a daredevil, you, you double dip and, and you do the half and half like Brian, but, uh, I'm getting the best of both worlds also in my draft class. So they're, they're, they're both awesome picks and I've been asked which one I prefer. And it's like a Sophie's choice to be honest, but, um, it's situational and that's the beauty of the two is that if you're kind of feeling like you want to get get that tummy a little bit full and and feel nice and satisfied off a bowl of soup then you got you know one direction to go and if you just want to wet the beak a little bit before you get into a big meal maryland crab soup it is so it's i feel like i got debo samuel and you got you know a very good running back and a wide receiver had to use two draft picks to do so and i just kind of got the best of both worlds there yeah, that's interesting how you Sometimes make... that guy isn't available. That's why I made a great pick. Maryland crab soup. Mary okay. Luke makes a killer Maryland crab soup, so that's tough to tough to lose out on that, but that's okay. Uh, I'm going to get a little I got to get a little bit more out of the northeast here. I'm going to go with a Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the chicken tortilla soup. I don't know mm. if you guys do this too often, yeah. but this is a little bit of a Jake Luke situation where I've just kind of Googled random sort of a little more exotic recipes than you would find in this area. Made this a couple times. You know, you go into Wegmans, you get your green chilies, you get your tortillas. Maybe you do a tortilla crisp. You get your chicken and uh, you cook that You cook that bitch up and uh, you throw it all in a pot there. And uh, it's just great. It's a nice chicken tortilla soup. It's a little bit on the hotter side, a little bit more spicy. You get some some flavor to it, some zest. And uh, it's just, it's a nice, a nice change of pace, uh, you know up here in the Northeast mid-Atlantic area to my point there. So chicken tortilla soup in the third round for me. Okay. It's a good I like pick. that. Pick. I don't think I've ever had yeah. it. But. I'd recommend it's one of those ones where if you just, you know, Google a recipe for it, you go to a website and it's got like 20 just reams of information, just like 20 pages of things of, Oh, here's why I like chicken tortilla soup. And you know, you got to get through all that. But once you get through it, some, some solid stuff to find in there, you just kind of make it at home. DIY. It's good stuff. I like, I like it. it. Good pick. Yeah. A little going back to the well with the chicken thing a little bit there, but you know, so be it. Yeah. It's another variant that, that that's on the Chick-fil-A menu. Um, my turn, correct? That's what, I, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's you, Brian. Uh, I'm going to go with a nice gumbo. Gumbo. What's about gumbo, boys? Mm. Gumbo, here, right there, gumbo. My people. 
get a nice i mean i'm i'm kind of going in on the seafood thing i'm not even a big seafood guy but when it comes in soup form and and you get all those good flavors just kind of bashed together it's good stuff so it's gumbo is another one that i've kind of come around on the last couple of years it's just packed with tons of flavor and if you've been to new orleans they they know how to cook down there yeah, I've uh, I have been down there and a uh, big fan. And uh, yeah, it, it, this stuff kind of runs and runs in my family a little bit. So I've had uh, the jambalaya growing up. I've had the gumbo growing up. It's uh, it's it's a favorite in this household. So that's that's a very good pick there. What are we in round four at this point? Or I guess yeah, that was the jump. end of round three for you. So that's yeah. the end of round three. Yeah. yeah, good pick. And then I'm I wanted I actually wanted chicken tortilla because I wanted chicken on my board, but I'm going to take uh, chicken or rice instead. Um, this was actually a middle school staple at uh, where I went to school. Um, you could depend on it once a week. It's good. It's warm. It brings a lot of the same vibes as chicken noodle. It's not quite the same classic. Um, is isn't quite as salty, but it still brings a lot of the same flavors. It's still warm, tasty, and uh, it's just a classic. It's right down the middle. I, I don't love that. I got to be honest. That's fair. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Yeah. I'd rather just do a chicken noodle at that point. But yeah, I've, I've well, had chicken and rice. It's okay. It's got a place. But uh, not my favorite. I'm sure plenty of people, you know, I'm sure GMs are sitting there in the fourth round wishing that they had Bryce Young or whoever. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> the fourth <laughs> round of the soup draft. That's what we're yeah. talking about. RDT, thoughts on chicken and rice? I, I think it's fine. Again, like I, I I think it could have made its way onto my board. I didn't have it on there, but I wouldn't have like it done there, you know, no red flags or anything for me. Um I think it's a good soup, it's fine soup. It's a good soup. Mm. It was a means to get the chicken on there. It's you know, I'll call it what it is. You gotta have a chicken based product. So I, I see where you're coming yeah. from from that perspective. Um yeah, you, you weren't drafting best available, you were going by need. Which you have to sometimes. You gotta you gotta get some some field fillers in there. Uh, for round four, I'm gonna go with pho. I'm gonna nice. keep, I'm gonna keep it a little exotic. I'm gonna go with pho. Mm -hmm. Get a little bit of that salty taste to it. Get you know just some of that that green onion in there. Some of the noodles. Some of the beef. Just a good option. A little off the wall. Starting to become a little more popular in the states. I've tried my hand at it homemade. Did not do a fantastic job. So gonna need to try that again. But uh, yeah, anytime I get it from the pros, I, I'm a big pho fan. So we're going with pho round four. I like it. It's good. Yeah. That's, no, that's, it was it was coming soon on my board for sure. It's like uh it's almost like Stefan Diggs, like that late, just yep. like yeah. Big swing big swing late in the draft, but uh, if you hit, you hit, and I think I hit. Yeah. It's a good one. Eric? Um let me see. I have I have my two, right? My last two. Yep. All right. So this one may be stepping on your toes a little bit, Jake, but I'm seeing it as a different name. I have Japanese clear soup or hibachi Japanese clear soup. The mm. one that you get at the hibachi restaurants where it's, it, like you said, it's just the broth, a little green onion, and the noodles. Yep. No no beef or anything, maybe some mushrooms. So is that is that an okay? Is that, that's not, that's no. not pho. Yeah, I like that. Again, it's similar. Okay. I know okay. what you're talking about. I'll, I'll take that. Um, again, it's like you go to these Japanese hibachi places and and you get a bowl of that, you know, right before, you know, while, while they're making the uh, the volcano or the, the, the rice heart, something like that. And it's not filling at all. But it's, again, it's perfect to to sip on and 
and it goes well with the ginger salad. Um, so I'm taking that one. I think it's 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 very delicious. And again, it's like you're not you're not eating too much to where you're full. It's just the perfect amount. Mm. Um, so I'm taking that one. And then I don't think I can't take tomato soup, right? Just like the plain Campbell's. You took the bisque. Mm. That's why I waited till this pick. If you say Fair. no, I'm fine with this. I'm talking like Campbell's soup just right out of the can. I'd, I'd give it. Two, gla- two, cups, two cups of milk in there. Yeah, I'd get that. that. back in the pot. And get it nice and low-key and, and have a bunch of saltine crackers in it on a cold, yeah, snowy I mean, day. And, and I don't really have much respect for how you've approached this draft already, so like it doesn't matter to me. Take it. Okay, well, I'll take it then. So you take the two soups that he already picked, and now you're taking the tomato soup when he took the tomato bisque. <laughs> Not my fault. He, I, I'm not. I'm not. Cream of crab shouldn't be off the men. It shouldn't be off the draft board just because he took half of it. Listen, I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying that it feels like a little bit of a you're cannibalizing yourself situation. Yeah. Like you're you're chewing your own leg off to get out of the bear trap. Listen, I'm picking the soups I like. Okay, you're oh, you're staying true to yourself, and we like that here. Tomato soup. Don't worry about it. Okay, so that's that's it for you. Fifth round pick, RDT, tomato soup. I don't know how it made it this far to the fifth round for my last pick. I'm going to go with Italian wedding. I actually forgot about oh. Italian wedding until we got here. And now here we are, and you're, Beck, you're, you're, sweet, you're sweet ass. I'm going to take it. Italian wedding is fantastic. Just got a nice, a nice, sort of, nice sort of milieu to it going on there. I like the meat in there. I like the uh, the taste of the broth. You get some of the uh, the whatever the leaves are in there. It's just it's really nice. Big Italian wedding fan. So we're gonna that's gonna be our our sleeper pick. And I think we hit that one out of the park. I like you. Like I laugh at whatever the leaves are in there, and I'm like, oh, you mean the basil? And then I'm like, wait, it's probably not basil. No, I, I had I the same no thought. I was like, is it spinach? Like what? What is it? Like I don't know. So it's just leaves. That's what I'm going. It's with. very leafy. It's yeah. not my preferred soup in that of that ethnicity if you will okay hey it's my fifth round oh. pick and uh it's a I, good, I, don't know. I mean you're not going to be mad with an italian wedding soup it's why it's served at weddings and such oh yeah of the, the italian nature pleasure. yeah hmm not me i don't i don't i've never it's there's too much stuff in it and going on in it i, I don't like it okay that's my input on it that's my one. If I were trying to really knock this thing down, that's where I would go. I would go to that realm. But yeah. you know, there's enough broth in it. It's very, it can be. It's got that salty taste. It's a big, that like you know what it is. It's a big name. A lot going on there. It's a big name though. That's kind of what I like about it. It's kind of like getting the flashy guy. You know, who's maybe got some character issues yeah. on the la- like the third day. It's like, oh, Jerry just traded up and he's taking like the flashy like running back with a rap sheet like that kind of deal. So they, I, I feel yeah. like I feel like I'm getting some. Wanted- he won the Buckus Award, and he's a known, not known commodity. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, what's our guy from Oklahoma? Um, what's his name? The Boz. It kind of feels like I'm getting uh, Bosworth late in the draft. Boz. Okay. Yeah. Italian wedding suit. The Boz. One the same. Yeah. Listen. Interesting. I think we're closing the book on soup season a little bit here, but I'm also going to close the book on uh, one of my favorite holidays. I'm going to take a good Guinness stew here. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh, Brian. <laughs> Top of the morning. The save the stew for the end. You know, it's a borderline soup. Could be interpreted differently. So I'm going to take it at the end here because it's just not the premise of the draft per se to take these kind of picks that are in gray areas. But that's what this is where I'm taking it. Okay. It's delicious. It's beefy. It's, it's yummy. It's hot, it's sexy. It turns yeah. them on. Braised, braised. That's part of my morning is staring tasty, at it. Tasty Guinness. Yeah. Yep. This, you're you're doing that twice in four days. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody makes Jake laugh more than Jake. Oh yeah, you're you, you guys just you're, you're getting the front row seat to it. It's just a fucking open it. mic night over here for myself. <laughs> Guinness stew. Okay. So okay. So first round here, I got Eric, number one overall pick with chili. Uh, sort of an interesting way to kick this draft off. I go with you the chicken noodle soup there. didn't specify what kind of chili either, by the way. like That's where I was getting a little, a little hot under the collar. Really? Straight up beef beef chili. I'm not, talk, I'm not talking turkey or chicken, any of that. It's a nice, like, hearty beef chili. Okay. Listen, we're allowing it, but under protest. Me, at second overall with chicken noodle soup, Brian goes with half and half. Brian then follows it up with creamy tomato bisque. I get New England clam chowder. Eric gets cream of crab to end the third. Eric starts the, or to end the second, Eric starts the third off with Maryland crab soup. I go with a chicken tortilla soup. Brian goes with gumbo. Brian wraps around or reaches around with chicken and rice. I go with pho. Eric does Japanese clear soup. And then the final round, Eric takes tomato soup. And then uh, I get Italian wedding. Brian closes this out with Guinness stew. So yeah, contentious all the way around. I think from the very beginning, this was uh, there, there was some chippiness going on with this one. And I think it, uh, it lived up to that throughout. We knew what we were getting into. Yeah, I mean, you in the morning said that you couldn't even think of three or four soups. Now here we are. And they were they they started coming to me. We so I about, took I took one and it reminded you of two right off the bat. So yeah. I kind of did your your whole thing for you. We talked about not repeating, and then he he actually like inadvertently did repeat. He took two that you took. No, those two are available. If they're available, I'm taking them. I know it's a technicality though. Hey, I I'm, I'm just picking soups. Well, I got well, what I, was I put on this earth. Okay. So that's a, a successful draft. Any any honorable mentions? Eric, surprised you uh, turned your back on the tribe there and didn't go with the matzo ball soup because I, I was looking at I that. I was going to say, yeah. I'm kind of surprised neither of you guys did in support, but you know, it kind of shows me who you guys are. Hey, I, brought, I, I just brought it up. Um, did I not? I came from my squad. I put on for, for Guinness. I'm just saying maybe matzo ball is not the greatest. You well, you snatched uh, you snatched gumbo up from me, so that that kind of killed my vibe. But so be it. Um, I I did have matzo ball in my honorable mentions, and then I had uh, talk soup, the show that used to be on E. Right. Yeah. Good show. Mm, Very sure. good show. Yeah. Chelsea Funny Handler, show. things of that nature. Joel McHale, right? Yeah. I think yeah. Mm-hmm. Early, early, early. That was like Tosh Porno before Tosh Porno. That was pre-community, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Oh, for definitely sure. Yep. A good uh, Italian type of soup, uh, Zuppa Toscana. That's a good soup right there. Just a little heartier, a little heartier than your Italian wedding soup. Um, sometimes it's it's Italian for uh, bread soup. So. Okay. I like that. 
Did um, I had potato leek? I'm a fan. I like a minestrone. Um, good. What else do we got here? Just kind of looking through this uh, one of these websites. Uh, I, miso soup. I'm a big miso soup guy. Um, mm, not a lot yeah. going on with it, but I, I do like what it offers. Forgot about miso soup. Yeah, like a little egg drop soup, maybe. Sure. I don't know. Uh, I was on my toes. I was had had my radar out there for Eric trying to take cereal or some bullshit like that. That was. I, like, I literally. <laughs> I had. I had my list. I had cereal question mark. I love you can see it. Yeah. Cereal <laughs> question mark. <laughs> oh, I wasn't gonna take it, but I was gonna, you know, I was gonna even say like melted ice cream. Like when you're a kid and you melt ice cream, it just had to be all liquid. I wouldn't make a mockery yeah. of the draft like that, though. I would never. Yeah, please. Let's take this seriously. Caspacho soup. That's a winner. Chicken and dumpling. Mulligatani. Mulligatani. Yeah, I, ramen is yeah. potentially... Uh-oh. What's oh going boy. on with Jakey here? Oh, oh no. boy. You still hear oh, me, no. right? I still hear you. Yeah. All right, yeah. Let me uh, eh, let me swap a new camera in here. My bad. The um, camera has a battery as well. Yeah, this is my uh, my say. new my new HD camera. That's really nice, but the battery apparently not great. So, hmm. whatever you just said reminded me of something. I forget though. People are fans uh, fans of the butternut squash. I'm not into it. No. Squash, squash doesn't do it for me. Um, Pumpkin I am surprised soups, we didn't no break. I'm surprised we didn't break out in a um, a soup Nazi quote off anything like. That. I actually was just yeah, pulling I mean, that up for uh, promotional purposes for the uh, the Twitter account. Well, I, was, I threw in the shifting into soup mode quote at one point. Yeah. So mm. there's that. So. That probably closed the the books on the old uh, soup draft presented by Fred Thrill, huh? Mm. Am I going to keep the boat moving good here? Trap. Yeah, oh, please back. do. No, I'm good. Okay, you're back. Okay. <laughs> what uh, are we doing the segments tonight? What, what's the plan there? Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole rundown. Um, Nick Cannon medley, man of the week. Jake, you're up. You're up first. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Kevin. I'm gonna go Kevin Willard. Why not? Give me a little Kevin Willard. Brought some good vibes to a program that desperately needed it, and I'm gonna keep saying program. Um, yeah, I, I just it was a, a nice unexpected season. I'm not the biggest Maryland fan, probably compared to you guys, but I follow them, you know, relatively casually, and uh, it was it was a fun run. They win a tournament, and uh, like we were talking about, he brought the positive vibes, positive vibes only. I'm into that. So Kevin Willard, Nick Hainer, Medley, Maryland Man of the Week for me. Brought the juice back to the cable box. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Good pick. I am going to go, and I kind of thought Jake was going here. Show some respect to our, our fallen wire brother, um, mm. and who was in a ton of other stuff, too. I only know him from the wire. I'll, I'll just be flat out honest. I haven't seen. Me, too. What's the counter movie? He's in John Wick. He's um, in a he's in John Wick. He's in a couple video games. I didn't really know any of this, but yeah, I knew him as uh, and that's good, too. Yeah, I probably should have gone here. Lance Reddick. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. That was the set. Was that Friday? I think it came out. Yeah, he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very sad. Yeah, Jake, you're you're much more of a movie buff than 
I think any of us here on this podcast where TMZ's headline was John Wick star. Yeah. Is that, is that really in line? I don't think, I mean, I don't, I've never seen the John Wick movies, so I don't know, but apparently I think wow. he's, I think he's been in Dude, all I've of them. I've seen at least the first. Yeah. I think he's been in all of them. I could be wrong on that. So I get it. Like that's what he's recently doing. And like, I, I, if you would ask me like what he was doing nowadays, I wouldn't have known. So for the majority of people that watch those type of movies, and I do want to get around to them at some point, like it wouldn't shock me at all if they looked at Lance Reddick and they were like, oh, guy from John Wick. But for me, and especially as people from here, that The Wire is like, you know, very high up on our list of uh, all-time TV shows, like he's always going to be Daniels to us. And I was going off on Twitter a little bit about how I think Daniels is like unequivocally the best character on The Wire. Like he, he's wow, kind of, unequivocally. He's playing both sides a little bit. Like when I was growing up, you know, and I was watching it and... I didn't totally get all the political stuff that you're talking about. Like I was, I was a McNulty guy, mm. right? Like I like the guy who's, you know, fighting the power a little bit, you know, uh, you know, upending the apple cart and just kind of, you know, being an asshole. But I don't know. You look at Daniels and he's a guy who's, he's playing, playing both sides of the fence a little bit, but uh, he, he stays true to himself. His, I like his story arc. He's set up as a villain really, but he wins you over. Ultimately he's, he's there for his guys. So I'm, I'm a Daniels guy through and through very saddened to hear about Lance Reddick's passing. And one of the, one of the like, yeah. Got to be one of the healthiest sixty-two-year-olds or whatever he was, like of all time, and he just randomly dies. Like that's kind of that's spooky. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. What was up he, uh, I, I think he was. I thought I read sixty, but yeah, again, I was even shocked that he was sixty. I'm like, holy shit! Like he again, he doesn't look a day over forty. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, I think my dad had told me that he gave like an interview like the day or two before. And he was just talking about Michael Williams and, you know, the Omar yeah. character and stuff like that. And it's just like, again, it's just like, man, like that's, I don't know. It's crazy. Again, it's very sad. I, I had no idea he was from Baltimore either. Yeah. I, I had zero clue. Um, but, you know, again, I saw his wife had posted something on like his official Twitter and Facebook account. And there was a cool story that he told about meeting Keanu and becoming like good friends with him on the set of, um, of, of John Wick and stuff like that. Um, but again, he seemed like an awesome guy, like a very nice respected actor like like i said who had done way more than just the wire like it's not like he was oh that's right he was that guy in the wire like he's been yeah. in everything i'm just very ignorant to new movies and tv shows and stuff like that but uh yeah that was uh that was a sad one uh i, I again jamie hector who played uh marlo had a bunch of cool pictures of them from a bunch of different projects and stuff like that and again it just seems like a guy who again great actor but like just a universally loved person by everybody he's around so anytime you know something like that as it's sad yeah david um, simon's so, uh yeah. david simon's a little bit off twitter these days he's not a big fan of the uh, elon experience which i can you know relate to a little mm -hmm. bit but yeah he popped back on to, to post a nice message all those guys were and i'm actually reading um i think jonathan abrams is the author's name uh he wrote all the pieces matter, which is like a book about like how the wire, you know, kind of came together. It's like one of those oral history type books where it's basically just all quotes from people and Lance Reddick's in it a little bit. And it's just funny, like reading like him and Dominic West, like who played McNulty. They had like in, in the show, they like, they're very opposite personalities. It's like, yeah, that's how it was in real life too. Like Dominic was like kind of a ham and like, he was, you know, always like the guy going crazy at the parties. And I was a little bit more serious about my craft, but you know, we were good friends. So it's funny to like, kind of read that and like, see how that played onto the, onto the screen really for the final product. So yeah, really, really seemed like a really like beloved guy. So. And he was in a ton of things where you'd pick him out and you'd instantly recognize him, and you'd be like, Oh, Daniel's in this. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he, it would happen every so often. I mean, even like he's in an episode of it's always sunny where it was like, Oh, 
the uh, yeah. the, the Eric Andre clip going around is hilarious. Like, he, yeah, didn't take himself too seriously either. So, yeah, good to see. Yeah. Very sad. Yep. Bright guy. This is, uh, yeah, my Nick Kaner medley man of the week is uh, it's brackets. It's just brackets in general. The tournament has been mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, obviously, FDU, Fairleigh Dickinson, shout out to the NEC. Uh, popping that chair, getting their first tournament win ever. Um, but also, it's golf match play time. It's bracket season for the uh, WG match play, which is going away, which is heartbreaking to me because I love both the, the event, the format, and the golf course that it's played at at Austin Country Club. Um, so I'm excited to watch that this week, um, but also very disheartened to see the way uh, – all of this turnover in the golf world with live and PJ tour is kind of indirectly led to one, the death of the WGC events and two, what seems to be a breakup between Austin country club and the PGA tour due to just um, differences in site fees and things like that. So that had been going um, on for a couple of years. Apparently their membership was just not a big fan of the event itself. So apparently it was, it was on its way out of Austin either way, but yeah, it does suck to, to see it leave. And I hope the, I hope a match play kind of tournament stays in the, in the zeitgeist a little bit with the tour. It's got to, I don't know that it will in 2024 um, with the tour, just kind of revamping their schedule and reverting back to more of a calendar year schedule. Um, so I'm sad about that, but I'm also sad about, I mean, the city of Austin is a great golf city, great sports city, youthful energy. They should figure out a way to try to get an event there. They've got the, uh, Texas open down in San Antonio. Um, that doesn't really compare in my opinion, at least to, uh, what Austin has to offer. But, um, yeah, I've got my picks out there on Barstool. Go ahead and read that blog. Um, by the time you listen to this, the tor- um, the match play is probably ongoing already. But um, I picked both the uh, both guys who were in the championship match as winners last year between Kevin Kisner and Scotty Scheffler, and I went 12-1-2 on the old match play picks. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned for some picks uh, each day for uh, – try to make some cash on some match play matches and let's have some fun and watch some golf. Tail him. Tail him, tail him, tail him. Dead or alive, huh? Sure. At some point, I went to go pull up my my list here and I completely forgot, so you're just going to have to give me a sec here. Can I do one? If you've got one, I'm I'm all all here for it. Mel Brooks. Dead. He's alive. Alive. Yeah, he's alive. He's on my list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's alive. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. Every time, like, I don't know if it's like when I'm watching that curb season from 10 years ago that he's yep. in, where he's like, he's literally like in his 80s in that and he's still like super sharp. But like, I'm looking at, I'm like, man, how's Mel Brooks was still alive then? And then I look it up and he's like, wow, he's still alive now. Oh, he's yeah. still alive now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he has a lot of energy and has that sharp wit in that season of curb, but also you could just very easily see him just not making it to the next day. Like he is yep. definitely an old in the, in the, in that season. And, um, just like exactly my thoughts, Jake, like, wow, I got, I got to see what's up with Mel Brooks. When did he pass? Oh shit. It's 2023. And he's still with us. Still kicking around. Love it. Do you have, do you have the exact age in front of you? I th- let me pull it up. 
Do you got any other ones? Uh, he's 96 as of when I did my list. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Alive. Still alive. Hospice. I know. Like he's, he he's was in supposed hospice now, to be, right? He's yeah. That was like two, three months ago. Yeah. He's, he's like, he Magic went into Johnson hospice like last, like last month. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know how I, you want to know how I know my, my cousin is in the coast guard and he's, he's in the honor guard and he, goes to like presents the flags and does the colors at these like big funerals. He's like, I'm literally on call at all times waiting for president Carter today. And he has to get on a plane within like an hour and fly to Georgia or wherever. Like, so we're just, our whole family's like, God oh, is, you know, did Jimmy die yet? Cause Matt's got to go down to the funeral. So just waiting. Pulling up, uh, pulling up one of the most absurd pictures uh, in the history of the world right now, if you wouldn't wouldn't mind standing by here. The guy is just an absolute grinder, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy, where Joe Biden oh, just yeah. looks like he's <laughs> just the Bidens yeah. are just massive next to the car. <laughs> it 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 looks like a fun house. Like, <laughs> come sit next to these people, and they're actually the same size, but you look much bigger because of the angle or something like that. Yeah. It's and like the headline is the BBC I, I love the title. Biden Carter. I what's going on, what's going on in this picture? <laughs> I feel on? like that, the uh, George, George HW is, is over in the corner holding his baseball up he, in that photo. Yeah. He's got the, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Jimmy it's Carter. It's so funny to me that an entire generation will think of presidents in these ways. Like just yeah. an entire generation just will think of him. We had, uh, we had history books. They'll have memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah someone, in 30 years, they're going to open a history book with a gif of, of Bush just holding the baseball up like this. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. It's going to be the true withers holding the pit, the pickle or whatever it is. That's great. That's great. That's president talk for this uh, episode. Mm. All right. Dead or alive. That's it. Are you looking for me to get another one? Like, that's it. (laughs) Okay. That's it. Any other segments tonight? Any other takes? What do we got? I think that's it. I think I had something on my mind that was like, oh, I want to bitch about this, but I can't remember what it was. So we'll just. Until mm. next week. Not doing the steam room. What are you steaming on? Uh, what I got a bone to pick about. Mm. Go off, King. Is that what it is? That's what. That's what used this, to be. That was what it was for. It was a short-lived segment that I don't know. <laughs> you just you just gotta work yourself up into a rage in order to do it every week. So you just listen to some uh, listen to some Limp Biscuit and you know just drink a bunch of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yeah. We consider it calling it. I got time today. Which I got is time. Maybe a little yeah. bit different. Okay. All right. Well, if you don't got it, then you don't got it, and we can uh, we can go ahead and get out of here. RDT can uh, keep creaming his pants over the WBC and hop on with uh, Carl and the boys. Uh, so yeah, thanks for thanks for joining, fellas. Uh, you know, fun episode. The soup draft always was, a pleasure. Yeah, soup draft was that, that was a delight. I, I didn't know what to expect with that. Got a little, you know, it got a little bitchy, which I always really enjoy, you know, kind of people get in the mix. That, it was, that was fun. So that was good. Always good talking, you know, Lamar watch feels like we're going to have fucking content for that for the next 200 years. So strap in. That's going to be great. 
and uh, Baltimore Orioles right around the corner. So that's going to be a little bit more regular content of content of sub substance on here as I flub that word. Uh, that's going to be nice. So is it nine days till the road opener? I think so. What is it? Sure. Yeah. I believe so. Twenty first today. So yeah. Shoot. Sneaking up. Mm. Exciting stuff. So yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have plenty on that. We'll have plenty on everything. Stay tuned to these airwaves and stay tuned to us on Twitter as well. I am at Jake Luke. That's L O U Q U E. Brian is at Barstool Banks. Eric is at E D I T T I twenty two. Follow us on Twitter uh, for the podcast at Exit fifty two Podcasts. Same thing on Instagram. Trying to grow that a little bit. So let's let's go follow that too. Uh, follow, watch us on YouTube if you're not already. You can watch full video episodes of this show whenever you want now. If you want to throw us up on the big screen or uh, just want to look at our faces on your phone for whatever reason, you can do that. And uh, yeah, we're keeping this thing rolling on all platforms as well for podcasts too. Trying to figure out some technical stuff on the uh, <laughs> the Apple side of things with that today. And uh, hopefully we'll have everything uh, completely dialed up pretty soon. But until then, thank you guys for rocking with us and we'll talk again very, very soon. <laughs>